Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, Jake and I are back on another Wisco Fanatics Monday. Uh, These are not a super often occurrence on Mondays, but Jake and I are looking to change that, maybe just doing some um, some previews of what to expect on the upcoming Wednesday and Friday night shows, seeing as we have those every week now through the end of football season, mm-hmm. and maybe just to do some some different kinds of content than we do on our regular Wednesday and Friday shows, uh, whether it be trying to do some interviews or Q&A or just some, some weekend uh, recap type stuff before we preview what we're going to be doing for the shows for the rest of the week. So today what we wanted to do was discuss some of the main talking points that came out of the Packers-Falcons game and and then just kind of preview what we have going on for the rest of the week. So we're going to talk about a few things, uh, Jordan Love, Joe Barry, the team being super young, and then we're just going to kind of mention some of the other things we're going to be talking about later this week. But um, Jake and I decided we're going to start with talking about Jordan Love. So Jake, uh, just give me just give me some of your thoughts on on what you thought about Jordan Love. Well, we got exactly what we expected. We were talking about in the primer. We're talking about it all offseason. There's going to be some ups and downs, right? And he's still leading the NFL in passer rating through two weeks. He's still, you know, been tremendous. Like, don't get me wrong. He's been really good. But yesterday, I actually found this. Uh, Jordan Love in the third quarter was 7 for 7, 82 yards, and two touchdowns. Damn. That's fantastic. That's in the fourth quarter, 0 for 6, zero yards, zero touchdowns. So, some of that is play calling. Some of that is Jordan Love. Uh, some of that is lack of run game. The pressure may have got to him, but I'll you know that's in there. yeah, that's 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 rookies. That's young guys. That's second year guys. That's inexperienced. That's all of the above on the road. Uh, tough environment to play in. Um, if there's a, it's a lot of stuff. We're gonna see some ups and downs. But I will say the last thing I will say about Jordan Love because I don't want to give too much away. Um, the things that we wanted to see from Jordan Love, we are seeing from Jordan Love. We are seeing some explosive plays. Uh, we are seeing him read the defense, unlike somebody in Chicago, <laughs> Justin Fields. Um, but you know, we're we're Not seeing the things well. that we want to see. <laughs> so, what, what are your thoughts? About? Um, okay, so the other thing that I'll throw in there with Jordan Love is a, a puzzle piece offensive line where the pieces kind of don't fit together the way you want them to. Uh, that's another thing I'll throw in there with Jordan Love is kind of a wild card is something that he wasn't expecting to deal with that in week one was a much different story. So the offensive line is something that Jordan Love dealt with completely different. Um, I'll say a couple passes that he made were some very, very impressive throws uh, that weren't able to be completed, one because of a pass interference that was called, one because of a potential pass interference that wasn't called. But um, we'll talk about that a little bit more on Friday as well. Uh, on the subject of Jordan Love, I mean, how many complaints can you really make for a guy who's through two weeks has six touchdowns and no interceptions? You can't. <laughs> um, as as far as last night goes, I really only saw one turnover-worthy play was the quick mm-hmm. out that he tried to throw to Malik Keith. That was the yeah. only turnover-worthy play that I saw. Um, mm-hmm. So I really don't think he's putting the ball in any bad situations. And then one thing I'll throw out there with, with Jordan Love is – he on the 24-yard run, 
Uh, Matt LaFleur was talking about it today in his press conference. He said that he would like Jordan Love to slide in that situation. I he talked would to Jordan too. Love about on the, on the sideline, and he said um, that's the next talking point, so we're going to get there. Um, the next thing he said was Jordan Love talked to him on the sideline, and Jordan said he's like, basically, normally I would agree with you, but he said I felt like we needed some juice. Hmm. That is some leadership. So I will I will take that and and Matt Lafleur was kind of like all right I I see your point uh, so I don't think that's going to be like Jordan Love's not always going to be trying to Josh Allen run people over and stuff but in that moment he felt like the team needed a boost and he tried to give it to the team and I commend him for that. It makes me so, actually like love him more to be honest. I, I know right. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the next talking point. And I'm not shocked that it was the second comment. I'm actually, if anything, only shocked that it wasn't the first comment. Yeah. Was that uh, Joe Barry needs to go. And this is going to sound harsh. I'm sorry, Barry. This is going to sound harsh. But that is a lazy narrative to push after yesterday's game. It's it's a lazy scapegoat mentality comment. Like, again, I'm sorry if that sounds harsh. But the let me just say it this way. Joe Barry does not make tackles or catch footballs. The Packers dropped two interceptions, which were easy mm-hmm. to see. What wasn't easy to see and count and add up was the fact that the Packers missed 21 tackles. Jesus Christ. They missed 13 in week one. And nine of them were in the first half. 21 yeah. tackles yesterday. It so felt like I'm, all in big time moments too. You know, third and long. Twenty one missed tackles is all of the moments. Yeah, that's. that's I fair. mean, some you know, there's mul- there's some plays that have multiple missed tackles, but uh, you look at the Falcons running seventy eight plays and the Packers having twenty one missed tackles. That's basically a missed tackle one out of every four plays. Oh my! Um, Josh brought up the one play that I'll say was um, a certain mismatch i guess so the only this is i can tell jake wants to talk about this one so jake i'll let you talk about this one and then i'll say what matt lafleur had to say about it okay so first of all about the joe barry needs to go i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make this comparison real quick and you tell me if you agree if you don't that's fine that's fine people complain all the time that these professional athletes make millions of dollars to play a game right now, they also complain that Joe Barry didn't let us play man defense last year, right? So we pull, we go to man defense yesterday, and I brought up a – I thought I brought up a pretty good point with this play specifically, is they ran a rub play where the wide receiver went out and Bijan kind of acted like he was going to go up the field and he kind of comes underneath. If you have Campbell, who obviously is not as fast as Bijan Robinson, pressing on that play, first of all, do you think Devondre Campbell's good at press? No, I don't expect him to be. Okay. Secondly, he's probably going to get picked on that play. And then what's going to happen? Bijan Robinson wide open in the middle of the field. And he was already making us miss when we were within a yard of him. What is he going to do with a whole field? He might house call that, honestly. Or with Bijan being lined up on the outside, there's nothing to say that if, if Campbell goes and lines up face to face with him, that they don't check. And have Bijan run to the sideline and just run past Campbell to the sideline and then make a house call. Right. There's so many things that can happen. And I've seen people like, why aren't we in dime defense? Um, did you see us stop the run? 
You want to put another 180-pound guy on the field? I don't think so. They were running it down our freaking throats. We couldn't make a tackle. We couldn't get off the field. It is what it is. That's not Joe Barry's fault that they couldn't tackle. To Tyler's point exactly, me and you were on the same wavelength yesterday, and we weren't even discussing what we were going to say to people. They have to call. Thank you. It was just a great call by the Falcons. Okay, my last point I'm going to say about this, Bijan Robinson was drafted in the top 10. There's not a lot of running backs drafted in the top 10. You want to know why he was drafted in the top 10? He can catch. He can run. He does it all. He's electric with the ball in his hands. How many times have we said it that Bijan's going to be a superstar? <clears throat> Dude, and, Cody. and Cody brought up the other thing is if they, they switch it, then you're talking to Andre Campbell on a linebacker. Dude. And what I saw somebody say was, why don't we have Clay or Quay lining up against Bijan? Quay was on the opposite side of the formation. Quay Walker's not running 25 yards horizontally to go switch with one and guy. And then on top of that, I w- you know, we were having discussions with people, and I was like, well, who is Campbell covering then? Kyle Pitts? Do you really think he's covering Kyle Pitts? It's another top 10 pick. And, okay, I understand he doesn't get the ball as much, but that still doesn't make him less talented. Exactly, Samuel. And exactly. It's, it is a great call, Sam. That's a perfect way to transition into what Matt Lafleur said about the play. So Matt Lafleur talked about the play, and he described the the pre snap as a chess match. So the question was asked, like, why would you match up a safety with Bijan? And Matt Lafleur was like, okay, sure, you can go and match up a safety with Bijan, but the offense can just check and then bring Bijan back into the backfield like they did ten thousand times during this game. And what did I say? What did I say? I'm not going to name names, but what did I say to him if if he was like, "Let's come out in dime defense"? We're they're checking to a run. Yeah, one hundred percent straight at us. Yeah, because yeah. we're lighting the ass at that point. Perfectly said, Cody. Hundred percent. And here's the thing, and this is what people really got to get like out of this is that the offense has a say in the play call. The offense, the offense gets a say. Like it's not just the Packers get to decide what happens, and that's what's supposed to happen. And they're just deciding to not do that. That's not <laughs> right. how it works. Like the offense gets a say. So obviously they're going to try to exploit whatever mismatch they get, whether it be Bijan on a safety who snatched Darnell Savage's ankles earlier in this game, or Bijan on a linebacker. The guy is a top ten pick because he creates mismatches. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. And, you know, the thing that was really the most annoying thing to me, and the reason why I brought up that he was drafted in the top 10 is people are like, we have all these first-round draft picks. Um, They have first-round draft picks too, bro. Like, did you just forget that every team gets a pick in the first round? I just – I said this to Chris Jackie, actually. He's like, the Falcons have a bad offense and the Packers still got beat by it. I'm like, they have three top 10 picks at skill positions. Come on. Seriously, dude. Top, top 10. Three top 10s. That's nuts. Three, yeah. And we don't three have three top spots. ten picks on our team. I would agree um, with that. I'm I hundred percent am on board with that. Hard hard to argue with Bryce Young was eh, but dude, Bijan Robinson is what he is, right? Like he showed that day one of his first game. He is yeah, what he I is. I mean Will Anderson is an absolute monster, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it if you said Bijan was the best player in the draft. Oh, offense. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. No, I'm totally on board of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only argument I would make is Bryce Young. But 
He's it's tough to be a dominant quarterback at five ten. Let's just let's call a spade a spade, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at the situations too, like yeah, both of the top two. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Picks, not a lot of good wide receivers put out there for them. True. True. Okay. So the last thing that we wanted to discuss today, um, before we kind of just give a preview of the week, is the fact that the Packers are a young team. This this is something we knew. This is something we have expected. Now, the fact that it's week two and everybody is already off the, either this is a young team, there's going to be growing pains train. It's not entirely shocking, but it's something that we need to keep in mind. There is so much of trying to find one person to blame. And that's where the fire Joe Barry thing keeps coming from, from people because it's an old narrative. And I'll say this too, just because we are saying that Joe Barry isn't the problem in this game. Doesn't mean that we don't, you know, doesn't mean that we think that Joe Barry is like the greatest defensive coordinator in football. Could he clean some stuff up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he but would, admit this that game too. specifically should not be a reason he was fired. That's I hundred percent agree. So, the fact that the Packers are a young team, we're coming back to this because we talked about it again and again and again, that we need to accept that we are going to lose some games that we should have won. This is one of those games where you, you have a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. That's a game you should win regardless of how young your team is. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'll say is you add to the fact that the injuries are on top of it and then just kind of the inexperience. So that's two things that really kind of put you behind the sticks as far as context goes. And then add in the fact that you're playing on the road, which again, it's just, it is what it is. But the thing that I'll say is the Packers played three fantastic quarters and one bad quarter, which you have to play all four quarters to win a football game. You have to play all 60 minutes. doesn't matter what sport you play. You have to play all 48 minutes. You have to play all 60 minutes. You have to play all nine innings. So that, to me, playing three great quarters and one bad quarter, that just screams young team to me. And what I keep coming back to with the scapegoat thing and saying that everybody's trying to find one person to blame, hence me calling the Joe Barry narrative lazy, is that there are a plenty of aspects where you can say, like, this contributed to the Packers losing. This contributed to the Packers losing. These are areas the Packers can improve. This could have been better. This could have been better. This could have been better. It wasn't any one thing. The Packers yesterday lost as a team. Yep. And I believe it was Ryan Wood brought it up on Twitter, and I absolutely love this, by the way, is he said after the game there was tons of guys at each other's lockers talking to each other. He said it was like a classroom in the locker room after the game yesterday. Oh, I, I love that. Love that. It's the camaraderie of this team is just they're so close, dude. I love that. I love that Goot, you know, and everybody in the front office and you know, LaFleur was kind of on board with it, too, that they all just decided, like, listen, we're going to go complete youth movement. We're going to go youth movement on the defense, bring some key guys back. We're going to go youth movement on the offense. Bring this guy back. Bring this guy back. Put this piece here. Put this piece here. I love the construction of this team. 
Mm-hmm. And I will say this until I'm fucking purple and maybe choking and dead because it's going to come true. Two years from now, the Green Bay Packers will be the class of the NFC. I will die on this hill if I'm alone. I don't care. I know people are going to agree with me. Some are going to highly disagree with me. The only person we may have to replace in two years is Aaron Jones. That's the yeah. only one that comes to mind. I mean, Bakhtiari is an obvious one, but, dude, we're getting they're, we're going to get a high second-round pick. Did you see the Jets? We're getting a high second-round pick, dude. Oof. I don't care that they played the Cowboys. Zach Wilson sucks. Their offensive line is big bad. Oh, for sure. But he was making some real bad decisions. But I guess the point that I want to make is we haven't seen this offense at full strength. True. 100% full strength. So, and I agree with that. Love is going to miss some reads. Yep. Dylan, God, if I watch that guy trip over his own feet one more time, I might punch my TV. I'm not even lying to you. I was like, bro. If you'll pick up your goddamn giant thighs, I swear to God. But I still love A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon's a tremendous person, so I don't want to dog on him too much. It's whatever. Um, we have Aaron Jones, and now without the news that came out today with Elton Jenkins going to be missing a few weeks kind of sucks. But yeah. Royce Newman actually played really well. We'll save that for Friday, um, 8 o'clock East, uh, Central Time, if you guys are interested in that. Yep. But uh, – Royce Newman played pretty good, and I thought Rasheed Walker was okay. He gave up that one sack early on the first drive. That was kind yeah, of like, eh, the one but, penalty. But learning experience, that, you know. So yeah, hear his name at all? Yeah, um, I, it I is going to be growing that. pains, Cody. And I agree with what Tyler said yesterday that I love that we got put in that situation because to succeed in life and to succeed in sports, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So if these guys are going to make my statement true of becoming the class of the NFC in a few years, they're going to have to learn how to win those games. And that's what young teams go through. And that's why I said what I said about the Lions last year. I didn't believe in the Lions. I was like, young teams have to learn how to win. Honestly, look at teams that we cheer for, right? The Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yeah. Look at Giannis. His yep. growth from most improved player to making, you know, all NBA first teams and MVPs and he was a young star at that point, learning how to win. Same thing with Chris Milton right next to him. And then we had Eric Bledsoe, and then we brought in Drew Holiday. And that was kind of the – that took us from here to, to this level. And it was like they learned how to win through that process. That's what the Packers are going through right now. The Brewers now, are doing it right now too. Right, right, 100%. Oh, man, they are going to be freaking so good. I cannot wait for Wednesday's show, dude. But um, – <laughs> They are going to be so good. Please resign Canna. By the way, I'm. We oh, need to make. Yeah, it. pick up the option. We need. We need to get. We need to make a T-shirt for that. Bring back Canna. Uh, bring Can back I Canna get Canna for another year? <laughs> so Canna, we get Canna back. Um, um, last yeah, thing. Just, go, is there anything else you want to say on the Packer game? I just want to say that growing pains are going to be a necessity. We we've been telling you guys all off season. We're going to tell you through the entire season because apparently people need reminders, but. Yep. It's going to be okay. It's going to be a long year. We're going to see some crazy stuff, see some kind of sad stuff. But remember, this is all building blocks. It's all part of the plan. Yes. Um. That, and this is the last thing that I'm going to say on the Packers is people need to stop reacting like we are a Super Bowl contender that just lost to the 0-16 Lions. For real, bro. The, the knee-jerk reaction from the fan base. Like, I saw everything from – Jordan Love's not the guy to fire Joe Barry to Matt LaFleur doesn't have the locker room 
to A.J. Dillon should be released, to Bakhtiari is selfish, to Bakhtiari is faking an injury, to uh, like literally every single thing that could have been said, like somebody was shouting from a mountaintop somewhere. Wish I had access to those mountains so I can kick them off. <laughs> I don't want to be on the mountains with those people. I just, I just don't. Um, so what I'll say is if, if you want to hear us talk more about the Packers Friday night, Jake mentioned eight central time. We'll be live with Simon and Bryant. Simon will be here this week. Um, taking a week off of riding moose in Alaska to be on the show this week. Uh, so Simon will be with us on Friday night. Cody said, find me at the trade deadline with no adjustments. Then I might be on board with firing. We'll see. And that's a long time away. We've played two games, man. So we can't even say which team is the Packers. I mean, it's. It could be it could be the week one Packers, and this week was just an outlier. We don't know until we play the next six games. Yeah, maybe we only went on odd weeks. I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe. It's kind of a bummer that our – I mean, it does help. Our bye week is in week six, so that would maybe make us true. nine and eight. True. Um, <clears throat> Sam said the home opener coming up. That's so home cooking just what this team needs after that loss, 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> so Friday, Friday will be our Packers show every Friday. Um Every Friday, 8 o'clock, so we do all those shows. And then uh, Wednesday, Jake and I will be back, and we will have Mike with us, but we're going to be doing Brewers discussion, talking about all the games from the past week with the Brewers as the playoffs start inching up, which I I have to say, seeing the Cubs be 2-8 and in their last 10 games is one of the most satisfying things about this entire baseball season. Um, the fact Dude. that they are currently within a half a game from being two spots out of a wild card spot is hilarious to me. Uh, because today is day 18 of the Cubs still yep. not being in first place by September 1st, so celebrating that a little bit as well. Um, also celebrating 5,000 followers on Facebook that happened on Friday, so that is awesome. So, thank you for Ooh. everybody who follows us on Facebook and watches our shows. Uh, we really appreciate that. We are going to be doing a giveaway soon for that, as we posted this morning. Um, so stay tuned for the details of that. And then, it's right uh, there. It's right oh, there. you got it right there. It's right there. I'm looking at it. Oh, it's looking at, me. <laughs> it's looking at me. <laughs> so that'll be coming up soon. And then, yeah, just Wednesday is going to be Brewers. And we're going to be talking about the Badgers win against Georgia Southern and previewing their game on Friday. That's going to be happening while we're doing a show. So you might have to split screen us on, yeah. on Friday night while you're watching the Badger game. But um, if if seriously, this is this goes out to anybody who watches any of our shows. If you have any ideas of something you'd like to see us discuss on Mondays, send us a message. Yeah. Jake and I, we are sounding boards for ideas. If there's, it doesn't have to be something you think is a good idea. It could be a completely random one-off idea. Jake and I talk about the way that we form ideas for segments as balls of clay, and we throw them back to each other, back and forth, and that's how we form segments. If there's anything you would like to see us talk about, like here, Cody brought up a good way to say it: open door policy. Seriously, if there's anything, like whether it be. Um, sports and mental health related or Wisconsin sports related, or just Jake and I talking about ourselves, literally anything. Um, last week's game was in a, a dome, Isaac. So that doesn't count. Um, I'll, I'll do it this Friday. I'll do it this Friday just for Isaac. <laughs> anything, anything you would like to hear Jake and I talk about literally just send us a message. Even if it's something that we kind of form into a different idea that we, we kind of transform into something else anything like send us a message don't hesitate um comment on one of our posts anything uh let yeah, us we'll know even and, give you a shout out 
yeah, and we'll we'll try to do it. But we're gonna try to vary these these little Monday episodes up uh, a little bit and try to do some different things with them. So um, just uh, yeah, let us know if you have ideas. We're just gonna try to do some quick hitters on Mondays, and other than that, you can see us back on Wednesday. So Jake, I will see you Wednesday. Later, buddy. Go Brewers. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.